0: Welcome to pushing through. I am Tay Fraser, and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong. And today we are recording on the weekend, working on the weekend like usual. BJ Armstrong, the Phil- the Philadelphia seventy six ers survived last night, so our producer Mike Midas is very happy this morning. How are you feeling on this Saturday? Happy Juneteenth to you, uh, and 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 happy hello, happy weekend to all the listeners out there.
1: Well, let's get this out of the way first. Happy Juneteenth <laughs> to everyone. We were supposed I'm to excited. hang out today. Yeah, BGA, we were supposed but, to hang out, yeah. but, I, 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 but, but that was vetoed, you know. But my 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 my, my, that was my We were I like vetoed. That. I mean, it, it was a, it was a it was an executive decision here by my management team to veto that. They said you can do yeah. it online, but you can't leak. You know. I like it. I like okay, it. So here we are now. Let's get to it because I think the listeners want to hear what's going on as much as I want to find out what's going on. Because absolutely watching the playoffs this year has been an incredible experience because I feel like Doc Rivers right now. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Okay. We got to talk about you <laughs> the Utah Jazz. They win the first two games, the number one seed, and then lose four straight. Mm-hmm. They without lose. Kawhi Leonard in the last two games, without Kawhi Leonard, without Serge Ibaka, without playing a center, they win yep. in Utah and then go home and have perhaps one of the best, greatest, however you want to describe it, comebacks in the history of, the, of playoff basketball. That yep. was absolutely incredible. I don't. I'm not really into the numbers part of it. But that second half was one of the most fabulous displays of offense and adjustments, and, you know, give Coach Tyloo credit. This Game 7 we're going to see tonight, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, please make sense of it when you can for me. (laughs) Philadelphia, Atlanta. Make sense of it. it For me, (laughs) both teams have won twice now on each other's home court. Yep. Atlanta, I think, had a, a very valuable learning experience. Mm-hmm. The most difficult part of any series is the closeout game. And just because you're going home, it's difficult. Now, let's see what Philadelphia does, because now it's a game seven. So, Tate, my friend, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. Let's get into it. The tables have been set. Let's tackle it, and let's see where, uh, where this goes. Well, let's do it. Let's talk about, like you said, uh, a historical game last
0: night, the Los Angeles Clippers. They have tried in 50 seasons to make it to the conference finals. It was the longest drought in the Big Four sports uh, you know, history that we have going on in America, and they finally make it to the conference finals last night on the back of Terrence Mann. Uh, Paul George with a great game great effort last night but you mentioned it Rudy Gobert that they run a five out offense Rudy Gobert is guarding Terrence Mann and Terrence Mann is just taking open threes there in the second half and they go on a tear the Clippers play great basketball shout out to Reggie Jackson as well he was amazing in this game Uh, but the Clippers in general we talked about them staring down the barrel BJ they continue to stare down the barrel of defeat. It looks like it's going to be quote unquote over and they keep bouncing back and now they're in the conference finals for the first time in, in franchise history.
1: So yeah, we have a lot of people to to give recognition to, but I I want to cut right to it. I want to cut to the Clipper Nation, Clippers Nation and their fans who the true fans. Billy Crystal. Billy yes. Crystal <laughs> Clipper Darrow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And all of these people. Of it's all these people who've been there when it was at the, the the Coliseum there in Los Angeles, when they were down in San Diego. Yep. I want to cut to those people first and say congratulations. Because you know what? This is well deserved, and this has been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Now, all of those players who've played in LA, the Clippers, they've always they are always have been in the shadow. Of the Lakers. Always. Okay. This is terrific for them. This is terrific. And it couldn't have happened in a more dramatic fashion. Okay. Mm -hmm. For them to be able to advance to the conference finals. So congratulations. Now. I want to cut to what I saw here. I don't know. You know. For whatever reason. When you talk about team chemistry. Sometimes things click. And sometimes things don't click. But Coach Ty Lue has been fearless. As a coach,
2: mm-hmm.
1: now we can talk about the adjustments, and we can break that down, and we can all say, "Da da da," he did the right. Sometimes you do the right things, and it doesn't work. The players still have to execute it. But he's done a couple of things that have just been fearless. Mm-hmm. Okay, one, he has went head on, face to face, without hesitation. With some of the most, let's say, not as easy of personalities to deal with. You know, Rondo can be very headstrong. Mm -hmm. Boogie Cousins can be very headstrong. Those guys don't even play. But when you look over there on the bench. They're engaged. They are engaged. Mm -hmm. Patrick Beverly, who can be difficult. You, You can't. These type of players, you just can't. And I love those type of players. But. That's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly doesn't play, but he's ready to play when his number is called. And it closes out this game. Some huge shots down the stretch. Okay. This guy makes a decision now without Serge Ibaka, who they signed, big offseason, you know, transaction. He's out. Kawhi Leonard, who, when he did get hurt, Okay, I'm going to say this, Tate. And, you know, I don't like giving who's who's what's what. Mm-hmm. When Kawhi Leonard got hurt, Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the playoffs. Yep. Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the playoffs when he got hurt. Now, I didn't say he's the best player all season. I didn't say he was the best player. <laughs> You're just saying in the, the playoffs, playoffs so far, he was the best, best player. player. Mm-hmm. Okay. This man, Ty Lu, is coaching with no fear. It's fearless. And when you talk about a when you talk about there's a difference between cocky and having a, a quiet confidence, this man Ty Lu has a confidence in himself. 12 and 1 in
0: closeout games as a coach. Best record in clearly, NBA
1: history. Clearly, clearly, he can have conversations with his team because here's what I love about Ty Lu. There's no hidden agenda here. He's coaching to win that game. Mm-hmm. And when I see Rondo and Boogie, Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, when Marcus I, Morris but, was on the bench because Terrence Mann took but his spot. I know, yeah. see, I know those guys. <laughs> they 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 keep it real. They tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. But Ty Lu is coaching to win. There's no hidden agenda here, and he's saying the following. I got to find the right combination on the floor for us to win the game. Yep. And
0: that's it. And it's now, about the basketball. And those guys respect yeah, the game enough to to agree with the decisions he's making. And not only I, they agree, yeah. and they're fighting with him.
1: I don't know. <laughs> this kid, Terrace Mann. Ooh. Now, I don't know how many coaches. Everyone wants to say player development. No, that's player development last night. yeah, You develop in the game. You don't develop in the practice, in the gym. When you say next man up, Terrence Mann showed you what that really means. And he did that versus the defensive, the current defensive player of the year. Yes. He did that in perhaps the biggest game in Clipper history. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And all of those players. I saw Patrick Beverly coming down, looking aggressive to shoot threes. Yes, like he was Stephen Curry at the end. <laughs> I saw this team play and take on the characteristic of their coach. Yes. And I want to say this because out of all due respect, it's it's difficult to beat a team twice in a playoff series. They beat them four consecutive times mm-hmm. after losing the first two games. Mm-hmm. Give Ty Lu all of his credit But the fearlessness in which he coached that team in that series and in the previous series needs – somebody needs to shine some light on it, and we're going to shine some light on it here. That, to me, my friend, is difficult because those guys know that that coach over there doesn't have an agenda. And Mm -hmm. whoever can help them win the game, help them win – I didn't say help him win. Who can Mm -hmm. help them win, they're ready to play. That was terrific to watch. Because we can talk about PER. We can talk about analytics. We can talk mm-hmm. about the three-point shooting. We can talk about all those things. What I love is what every great coach has has always said. I don't coach players. I coach people. Mm-hmm. And those 15 or so young men that's on that Clipper roster, they were engaged. They were ready. And what I love more than watching the game were those guys on the bench because they were going nuts for their teammates. And that was one of the most beautiful things to watch. Yeah. Cuz we always talk about who's the greatest, who's the goat, who's the best player. I saw a unit. Mm-hmm. I saw a, I saw a team last night. That's what I saw. <laughs> I saw a team. Now, I don't know how long this team is going to last, but for one game, I saw a team and they had every reason after they were down 25 points to, to quit crack that in. game. And they hung in there. They mm-hmm. hung in there as a group.
0: Yeah, and Terrence Mann after the game and the post game Paul George kind of said to him he said you put in all that work you might as well show the world, you know what I mean? And and I like that attitude from those guys for for Paul George who obviously had an amazing game, you know, has really stepped up without Kawhi Leonard. He's also instilling confidence in these guys that are stepping up into these roles and like you said, I mean, next man up. It re- really looks like that and as much as that's a cliche, that is how the Clippers were playing. And, uh, I I was very impressed. And you you mentioned history with the Clippers. This is one of their biggest games. It was one of the most likable things you've seen because it literally was a David versus Goliath type moment. And, you know, Rudy Gobert unfortunately was the Goliath in this situation. And they beat him at, at his own game, which is rim protection. They, they said, you know, we're, we're going to let you, you know, guard the rim, but we're going to make you also close out to the three point line. And, uh, it ended up being a recipe for disaster for the Utah Jazz. I mean, they had a great season, but the Los Angeles Clippers last night really showed something. And like you said, BJ, it was fun to watch. It was
1: even if you don't like the Clippers, you could help a root for them if you watch this game. You know, there are four things when you when you're a scouting and you're evaluating talent. Right. There's two things, you know, you can never evaluate. You can't evaluate a man's heart. You can't measure it and you can't measure someone's mind. Right, you can't. Mm-hmm. You, those are things. Two things you know you can't measure, but there are four things that you can look at. You can look at his size. You can look at his strength. You can look at his speed and his quickness. Always remember this, Tate, and all of our young listeners here. Speed and quickness always trumps size and strength. Speed and quickness always trumps it. Okay, now it doesn't trump it when you have an athlete that has speed and quickness along with the size of strength. That's Shaq. Like LeBron. Yeah, yeah. that's LeBron. That's Shaq. Mm-hmm. That's Joel Embiid now. Giannis okay. Antetokounmpo now. Yeah. Well, Giannis doesn't have, this, you know, he's tall, but he doesn't have the growth. Yeah, you're not calling yeah, yeah, him yeah, a big. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? He's tall. Mm-hmm. But when you, have, <laughs> when you have speed and quickness, it always trumps everything else. Because it's good for two things. It gets you in trouble and it can get you out. Rudy Gobert is excellent at what he does. But when you are game planning for Rudy Gobert, you have to put him in a very uncomfortable situation, which is you bring him out. Yeah. Now, that took guts to do. That took guts to mm-hmm. say we are going to not play with our center in the playoffs. Tate, that takes guts. Yeah. That takes you-know-what. Say what you want to about Coach Lou. That takes guts to do that, to say, to look at his centers and say, I'm not going to play you guys after we lost the first two games. And we're going to go small versus the defensive player of the year. And we're going to game plan. We, we're going to live with Donovan Mitchell.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He can have his 40 points. We're going to live with that. But Mm -hmm. what we're going to game plan is we're going to force them to do something different defensively. Because we believe he's the key to winning the game. Which Mm -hmm. always gets back to what I always share with you when they talk about all of these other things. You have to defend, rebound, and share the ball if you're going to be a championship caliber team. What I've witnessed here, especially... Now, even going back to last year, we've gotten infatuated now with the three-point shooting. But the three-point shooting only works in the regular season. It only works in the regular season.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's the old adage, shooting teams,
0: you know, like what Barkley used to say about the Warriors before they finally won. He's like, I don't trust shooting teams in the the playoffs. Yeah,
1: but when you want to win a championship, you got to make... And take the shot that's available. I don't care if it's a two-point shot, a three-point shot, a mid-range shot. You got to be able to put that ball in the basket in the last four to five minutes of a game.
2: Mm.
1: Now, the Clippers exploited the uh, Utah Jazz on the on the offensive end because they targeted Donovan Mitchell and Mark and Conley. This yep. is what they targeted, they knew who they wanted to exploit. And then when they got the when they got to the paint, they wanted to make sure that whoever Rudy Gobert was guarding was a guy that was going to take the shot without hesitation.
2: Mm.
1: That took guts. Tate, that took guts. That took guts. And you got to give Coach Lou and the staff credit on that one. And and what they were doing defending on the perimeter last night was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They really did an exceptional job because they had, they had all of their key defensive players involved in every single screen, step back, whatever play. And they guarded Rudy Gobert with a guard. <laughs> yeah. Think about that. Take Think about that. And that's what I, when when, when you, and they forced, they forced Utah to do something different and they didn't.
0: Yeah. I mean, they would have had to, I mean, let's, let's just be honest. If they start, you know, Rudy Gobert goes down to the block and they start feeding him and you have a guard guarding him. He can score a layup every single time, but that's not how they play. That's not who they are. And that's not who Rudy is. So that's coaching, you know, Tyloo put the onus on them. He's like, this is technically a mismatch,
1: but it's not. It, 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 it was, it, it, get, that takes guts to do. Mm-hmm. That puts a lot of pressure on the other
0: team. And it creates an identity crisis for the other team because this is not how they play.
1: And the pressure mounted, right? Mm-hmm. So all of the players were saying, well, Rudy Gobert is being guarded right now by Patrick Beverly. <laughs> on paper, you should say advantage Jazz. But yeah. for some reason, the Jazz never threw it to Rudy Gobert. mm they built a 25-point lead, saying we were shooting threes, and they continued to they stuck with that. But they lost four straight games with their system of play. And it was it was very odd to watch because the other guy, talking about Ty Lu, made a conscientious decision with his team to say, this is how we're going to beat you. Your move. And the and the Jazz never made a move. No, the, they acted
0: a, like the, there were no moves to be made. You know that.
1: Well, it, you know it's. It, it, it. Hey, like I always tell you, Tate, it's the NBA, and everyone makes a run. But you got to stop it when another mm-hmm. team makes a run. You got to stop it. And mm-hmm. for four games, the Jazz
0: had no answers. Mm. Yeah, and no lead uh, has has really been safe in these playoffs, it seems like, whether it be, like you said last night, with the Clippers making this historic comeback, or the Hawks, uh, who have been able to do the same against the Philadelphia 76ers way too many times for me to count or for Midas to remember at this point. but. What uh? What are we seeing from the Sixers? We're going back to Philadelphia. Huge win last night. A very gritty win. Um, this is the first time that the Sixers have had to stare down the barrel, BJ, uh, and and be on the brink of defeat. And they bounce back, get a win. Uh, Embiid, uh, you know, has a solid outing there in Atlanta. Ben Simmons wasn't at his best, but Tyrese Maxey, a rookie, comes in and, and gives some great, solid minutes in the fourth quarter. And you know, he deserves a lot of credit, I think, to be a rookie on a big stage like that.
1: Well, you know, I, I I'm a huge Doc Rivers fan and he gets a lot of flack for, you know, the, everyone wants to point to the stats, right? The the stats <laughs> yeah. are the, you know, that's that, that's the way you, you know, as they say, you know, the, the numbers don't lie, right? Well, they don't necessarily tell the whole truth either. Doc Rivers understands this. This is a new, this is a this is this is all new to this team. Right. And when I when I say to this team, the Sixers are playing now with the expectations they should win. They had the best yes. record in the in the conference. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're the favorites. Ask Utah, ask Utah now what that means to play when you are the favorites. Okay. It's everyone everyone <laughs> yeah. can't play with that. So here is the the problem with the the Sixers. The Sixers are playing with the expectations. Because every time we watch the Atlanta Hawks play, with the exception of, of the Atlanta Hawk fans, everyone is saying, oh, they, they can't. They can't, they, they can't beat the Knicks. Well, they <laughs> beat the Knicks, right? Before that, they were like, oh, they're not going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, now they're in the playoffs. Yep. They can't beat the Sixers. Now it's game seven. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the Atlanta Hawks are for real. Mm-hmm. They're for real. All right. They are for real Right? they are for real Let's let's get that out of the way. The Sixers have an interesting they have an interesting dilemma here, and the dilemma is the following. They're dealing with the expectations of they should win. But more importantly, they're dealing, they're dealing with every identity crisis that every franchise has when they have this opportunity to win. There's two things always going on with within your team, especially when you're at the elite level. There's winning. And then there's misery. (laughs) Okay. That game last night with the Clippers. And Utah. There was winning. And -hmm. then there's misery. And there's nothing else in between. And at the end of this season, Tate, there's only going to be one team that's going to experience winning. And the other 29 teams are going to experience the misery. In my whole basketball career, I've only experienced winning three times. Think about that, Tate. I played the game my whole life. I've only experienced winning the final game of the season three times. Now, this Philadelphia 76ers team. They're a little, you know, how, how how can we put it? You want to play the game with a certain level of. You know, there has to be some type of, you know, energy that you gotta bring to the game. There has to be a certain level of like they can be very lackadaisical at times. To to put it kindly, you're absolutely right. They can be yes. a little lack, they can be a little lax. Okay. You don't get up 24, 26 points at home and lose a game unless you get a little lackadaisical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coaches like to call it a sense of urgency. Now, I think this team and what i love about this team and what you always going to love about doc doc rivers is always he's always going to be prepared you know doc knows what he's doing but what for whatever reason you know he is always in this type of moment but i think this team now they've learned their lesson at least you think they have so you hope they have you hope point. they have but but again Game five, you you hope would be the biggest lesson. Okay. I mean, they, they did show they something. Were up, in game they were six. up in game five. They were mm-hmm. up in game six. And mm-hmm. they lose both games. Now, to the Atlanta Hawks credit, because you know, you got to give the other people credit too, the Atlanta Hawks have shown, if anything, take we can say now in the NBA, a twenty point lead in today's game isn't the same as a twenty point lead in the previous era because yes. of the three point shooting. Yeah, we're five we're five we're, shots we're, away we're from being in a it. five point game. Okay, yeah. Now now, now 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 you're talking Tate. So now I think we all of us have to adjust. Like a 20 point lead in my era was like, oh man, this it's game's over. It's almost yeah. over. A mm-hmm. 20 point lead today is literally five or six shots, you're right back in the game. Yep. So let's hope that the Philly has learned their lesson. Let's hope they play with the sense of urgency. If you're Philadelphia, you know, our, our friend Midas right now, he's probably lost 20 pounds already during this <laughs> series alone, right? He He's, he's either he lost I, 20 I, pounds or he's I gained was sc- 20 pounds. I was scared uh, he was done with basketball after game five, yeah, but he I, bounced yeah, back for game yeah. six. So I think it's going to be a great game. I would not be shocked if Atlanta wins this game. I wouldn't be shocked. I also <laughs> wouldn't be shocked if Philadelphia won this game by 20 or more points. Okay? We'll see what happens. I don't know. It's too close for me to call now. Now, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this it, is it, this is too close.
0: I think both of us and, and Midas. I think all three of us when we started the series going into Game Four, you thought it would be Sixers and Five. Yeah, you know, that's what that's what the series looked like. It was going to be. So when it changed to the Sixers are in a must-win game on the road in Game Six, obviously your guard is up a little bit. And uh, this the Sixers, Midas is asking us the question: Who's the better team? The Sixers are obviously the better team. They have the best player potentially in the playoffs in Joel Embiid. and And that that's why they're such a threat to win a championship because of him. But also like we've seen we've seen that they can they can crack too and uh I just hope they figure it out BJ. And if AI's in the building and Dr. Jay's in the building, they got to win. <laughs> well, that's all it, I got to say.
1: Uh, it, you would say, but again, I'm not going to That's gonna, all I got to say. I, don't disrespect Dr. J again. I don't know the health of Bogdanovich. <laughs> that it's to me that's a that's, key. That's you know, a wrinkle too. Yep. That's a wrinkle. Okay. I don't know the health. The Atlanta Hawks, without question, they're not afraid. And they and they feel they have a chance. So uh, we'll see. I I I I think that Philly has the better team. I think that Philly <laughs> they are the better team, but they haven't, you know, every now and then you'll find a team, as you know, Tate, I tell you this week to week. You're going to meet your nemesis. You're going to meet someone who's going to take you to the brink. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Okay, Trey Young and a small guard that clearly disrupts something about Philadelphia. Yes,
0: (laughs) they got a lot of bigs on Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So small guard is is,
1: yeah. He might be the kryptonite. Okay, now that might be the, the the pushing them to the brink that they need. Whatever it is, we have a great series. We got a game seven coming and may the best team win. That's all I can say. I, I, I don't know who the best team is anymore. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches
0: all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report limitations apply back to pushing through. I saw doc say this, you know, he was like, we have been, we won't been to dominate in the first and the third quarter. And then we, we don't want to rely on him in the second and the fourth quarter. You know, we're closing out the half and closing out the game because of, you know, the limitations at the line, Uh, you know, I I think, you know, that that is a fascinating conversation, just the way that's been set up, too. I mean, how, how do you get over those mental hurdles? Because I feel like a lot of it is mentally at this point.
1: Well, I, you know, Tate, I've never seen a player in all my years, you know, uh, in all my years of playing. I've never seen a player lose his confidence and then get it back. I've seen you go through stretches where, OK, you know, you're not shooting well for a week. You know, I, I never I never admit it. That I was ever in a slump. I would always say I'm in a period of adjustment. <laughs> adjustment period. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey, hey, hey. what's going on, man? You can't make a shot right now, coach. I'm, no, in a I'm per- tinkering. I'm hey, tinkering. Hey, hey coach. I'm in a period of adjustment. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. Yeah. That was my way of never having the negative thoughts come in, right? Because yeah. when I sh- when I shot it, I didn't just shoot it. Like I had an intention when I shot it. Mm-hmm. When I played, I never wanted to admit a defeat. Hey, you know what? It was only 48 minutes. But if we'd have played 49 minutes, I would have won the game. Yep. Now. I just ran out of time. I just ran out of time. Okay. (laughs) So with Ben Simmons right now, I think Doc Rivers is trying to hold on to whatever confidence is left. He, he's trying to he's trying to frame it in a game plan yeah, or a strategy yes. or this is how yeah, we use is. Ben.
0: Ben is this amazing weapon, you know, whatever it may be. B-
1: because the, the best players have to be instinctive and they have to be instinctively aggressive. Right? Ben is not going to be as aggressive. Why? Because he doesn't want to get fouled. Why? Because he doesn't want to get to the free throw line. Yep. So imagine going to the basket. Tape. You're fading out every you're, single you're, time. You're avo- now, yeah. whether he's aware of it or not, he's going to avoid the contact. Why? Because he doesn't want to get fouled. Yeah. Okay. So right now, he's lost his confidence. I've never seen a player lose his confidence and then get it back. I've seen players go through adjustments. I've seen players, games they can't make a shot or weeks they can't make a shot or maybe a month. But the one thing that I, all, I always have known about a great player is… That great player is going to take his 30 shots no matter what. <laughs> like, you're not going to play against a great player and then he's going to be like, well, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't shoot the shots. I'm not going to start passing all of a sudden. Kevin Durant is going to shoot tonight.
2: <laughs>
1: <No>. A lot. <laughs> and uh, now he may make them. He may not. Mm-hmm. But he's going to shoot. That's what I love about Giannis. Like, that's what I love about Giannis is Giannis shoots the three and we're all like, oh, oh. But you (laughs) know what? Giannis is not leaving that game saying shoulda, coulda, woulda.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: He has remained instinctively aggressive. He may not be the best three-point shooter, but he always shoots his shots. That's, That's what I love. So yeah. I'm okay with him shooting the shot because there's no hesitation when he shoots it. Ben Simmons right now, Tate, he's he's lost his confidence. Yeah. And now it's a problem. Now it's, now it's a problem because I don't think that you just, like, go into the gym and work on it. And I've seen players, Tate, able to shoot a very high percentage in practice. But there's something there when the game happens, when there's a crowd, there's score, there's pressure, there's they can't make it. And Mm -hmm. I've seen the reversal where they can't make it during the game, but they can make it in pressure situations. Mm -hmm. So I think Doc Rivers understands that he doesn't want to make too big a deal of it, but it is a big deal because I think now. This is going to follow him for the rest of his career. And think about this, Ben. It's early in his career, and they're already doing hack a Ben already mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And we're doing hack a Ben to a guy who's not even the primary or secondary guy on the in the offense. So I, I think this is going to be a big problem. I think this is going to be a problem for him because there's only one way to solve it. It's only one way to solve this one. This isn't like, you know, someone's going to give you a a special formula. Your skill set, your talent, your expectations is going to have to meet, you know, where you're going to be on the team. If you Mm -hmm. can't be the primary or secondary scorer on the team, that means you're going to be a role player. And at some point, he's being – his. The way he was drafted, the way he is paid, the way he's expected to play, the way he's expected to contribute, is greater than a role player.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and it's and it's it's interesting, at least in, from the outside looking in for me, because I think the two defensive player of the year candidates, Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons, both have this this same hitch on on one side of the court, right? I mean, they and obviously they're very different, but Ben. Ben, I hope, at some level, I mean, he has the ability to, to use both of his hands with these floater. I mean, he has offensive capabilities. He's got a good-looking shot to me. Uh, that's, that's what I think. Uh, uh, that's why I, I do think it is all mental, because I, I don't know how many of these free throws, BJ, I've seen go all the way around the rim and out. But when he takes a shot, it doesn't seem like he believes it's going to go in. And I think... You know that's it. like you said, you know, trying to keep that negativity from seeping in. It's like golf, you start thinking you're gonna, you know, blast balls out to the right, then you're gonna start doing that, you know what I mean? And right, it's just how things work. Uh, but I hope he figures it out. Uh, we'll obviously be watching. And I mean, easy buckets, right? I mean, that's what that's what you hope. Easy, easy floaters, easy lay ins, but. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I wanted to ask you before we get out of here, BJ, uh, about tonight. Giannis versus KD. We've heard Giannis say he, he wants to match up against Kevin Durant on defensive end. Um, PJ Tucker's been great. Uh, he and KD have had some, some, some nice battles throughout this series so far. Uh, we expect KD to take 30 plus shots. We expect the Nets to throw a haymaker. Um, but what do we expect from the Bucks? Because they they hopefully, like we talked about, Philly learning lessons. I'm hoping the Bucks have learned some lessons from Game Two and you know Game Five uh, that they can maybe use tonight.
1: Well, what we've learned about this Bucks is, you know this this is a group with incredible amount of integrity. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I love listening to the the talk shows as much as anyone else. <laughs> Because I totally disagree with what things they say on there. Um, I I mean, I categorically disagree. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what is? (laughs) What do they watch? It like, okay, like, like, hey, Kevin Durant's pretty good, you know? You know, all of these players in the NBA, they're pretty good. You don't get to the NBA unless you're pretty good. Now, the Milwaukee Bucks, they are a team that they have a great player. Middleton is, you know, he he's, he's, you know, I don't know where you wanted to put him. He's the second or third best player on their team. He's an all-star or all-star caliber player. You have Drew Holiday, an all-star caliber player. And they're figuring out how to play championship caliber basketball. It's one thing about them that I, I respect is that every time they fall down, they get back mm-hmm. up you don't teach that okay and this is one another thing you don't teach all of these so-called geniuses right all of us we're geniuses myself included i'm going to put myself <laughs> in there right we're, we're all, all of us geniuses all of the coaches sitting on the sideline they're geniuses none of those coaches who coach great players can ever tell me that they designed that play that 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 great play that that great player made I, I don't recall. Maybe I missed that day of practice when Michael Jordan did that thing against the Lakers and he goes up with his right hand <laughs> and he goes into his left hand. I, I missed that play. I missed that mm-hmm. play call. <laughs> All right. I missed that. When he designed that play, I, I wasn't there. When Dr. J did that thing, he went under the basket, <laughs> up and under. Up yeah. up and under. I, I have a hard time believing that Billy Cunningham and those guys designed <laughs> that play. When Magic love, Johnson, love Billy Cunningham, yeah, love when, Cunningham. when Magic Johnson looked off Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and then goes through the hook and shoots his own little... I don't know if Pat Riley actually designed that play. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these great players are going to make great plays and then you live with it. I don't know if Steve Nash designed a 48-minute game strategy for Kevin Durant in Game 5. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. You know, Maybe. But I, I highly doubt it. Okay. I like this Bucks team. Is it a perfect team? No, but there are, there is, I haven't seen a perfect player yet, and I haven't seen a perfect team yet. I like this team because they never give up. Their best player, he gives 100%, 100% of the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, would I like to see them? continue to make some progressions, yes. But this is the part of the game that, you know, we always want to see the finished product. We never want to see the process that goes through it. Yeah, I think if this team, Milwaukee Bucks, if they exhibit patience, patience will get them to what they're looking for, trust. If they can just have patience on the offensive end, then I think they are the better team because they, they have the better talent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they are a better team. I didn't say they are better individual players. I think they are a better team, but they have to have patience. If they think they can outscore the Brooklyn Nets, good luck, because mm-hmm. Kevin Durant—that's what Kevin Durant wants. That, you to hey, 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 Kevin Durant, <laughs> man, that, that guy is a, that guy's a gunslinger. He's the best of the best, and James Harden is right there. And Kyrie Irving, when he's healthy, is right there. Kevin Durant is capable of having one of those games, like he's already showed he's he's capable. Yep. But if they, if the Milwaukee Bucks can just have some patience, patience will get you to the trust. If you can play on the road with patience and trust one another, then I think they are the better team. Mm. But they haven't done that yet. They've done it for a quarter. They've done it for a half. Okay. And every championship caliber team understands whether you have the best record in the league or not, you have to win on the road. Mm. Okay. Now Brooklyn is saying we, we can win at home and Milwaukee has to find a way. So that's a big if I think it's a big game. I think Kevin Durant has been in these moments so yep. I think he is probably the most experienced player in these moments, in this yep. moment here today. Two-time finals MVP. Okay. Yep. I think he's the most experienced player. Now, the thing I'm concerned is just, listen, man, Kevin Durant has carried a burden since Game 5. 48 minutes, traveled to Milwaukee, play in that game, play thirty something, thirty-eight more minutes. They tried to win that game. I mean yeah, they, they were going for it. Okay, as yeah. soon as they saw that they didn't have a chance, they got Kevin Durant off the floor. Yep. Fly back to Brooklyn and then he's got to strap it up again. Now I would think at some point, at some point, you know, uh you know, every time I, I you know I play with star players, you think, okay, the rest of us are tired. Those guys can they they'll do something you go, wow, where's this energy coming from? I think Milwaukee has the better team. I think Brooklyn, and in particular, Kevin Durant, is probably the most experienced in these situations. I think it's too close to call, but I think I'm looking for the team that is going to exhibit patience. I think both teams are going to have to play patient basketball mm-hmm. because Brooklyn has to be efficient in order to compete with the Milwaukee Bucks. If they don't shoot the ball at a high percentage, I don't see another way for them to score. I don't think they're going to offensive rebound well. I don't think this team, um, Milwaukee, is a bad transition defensive team. So I think Brooklyn is going to have to be very patient, get to the the shot or the matchup that they want, and then those guys are going to have to shoot at a very high percentage. But if Milwaukee takes their time, I think they. I think that more than likely they should win the game, but but again, I'm watching these playoffs going. I don't know anything. I I I I, I really I can't predict this because I think it's too close to call, and I'm really excited though to see this game because I think this could be a defining moment in Giannis's career. Yes, that that that's, that's how I feel about it as well. It could be one of those moments you'll say. That was the moment where Giannis became Giannis. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I, I think this is a moment for him where you'll say he needs to have a defining moment in his career. I think the stage is set for the stage is set for today for him. I think today is the day where you say, okay, this is where he's going to going to be that player, or he's just going to be a really, really, really good player for many more years to come. Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm is he gonna get into that stratosphere of elite elite yep
1: well he's he he's he's in that he's he, already
0: there yeah no we're talking to like all-time elites like uh, you're, you're, you're you're going to a different stratosphere yeah where i you think stop he Kevin could Durant be yeah, on I, the road in brooklyn yeah. and go to the conference finals i think Giannis yeah.
1: could be one of the all-time greats yes and then this is a this is add. like a
0: game you remember if he does that yes. yeah
1: I, I think this is this is one of those games like you know like when you talk about great players, they'll have great moments, right? They'll have a moment where they'll make a shot in a big situation
2: mm-hmm.
1: or they'll make a play in a big situation. I think this is a moment where we'll say, I remember when Giannis did this here and then he'll go on to have other great moments. But I think the confidence will start here. Yeah. that's that, what This is what I think. I think the stage is set for him to come on stage and either one or two things can happen. Either he can hold the bright lights like a Michael Jackson. Or we'll need to put a supporting cast behind him and then say, you know what? He's not the guy that can hold the stage by himself. You know, Prince, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, they don't need backup singers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Yeah,
0: we figure out if if he wants to be,
1: you know, the Beyonce or he needs to go back yeah, to yeah. Destiny's Child. There you go. Because not many can hold the stage by themselves. Not many. Mm-hmm. Now it's set. Okay? Now it's set. And Kevin Durant can. So you're
0: going up against a guy who well, definitely well, can. Well,
1: Kevin Durant can. But again, there's a difference between having 49-50 points in game five
0: and 49-7 and, seven. And, seven
1: and having it in game seven. The, yep. Okay. We'll say it again, Tate. The most difficult game is the closeout game. Mm-hmm. That's what separates these elite elite players. They are not just great players who have great games. They're great finishers. Everyone can start. How many people can actually finish? That's the that's the difference between really good players, great players, and then there's the elite. There's the like there's a few of them in that where they're up to you're going this guy's going to score. Yeah. <laughs> How you know he's going to score? We all know the ball's coming to him. We all know where he's going to catch the ball, but he's going to score. Yeah, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Larry, I mean, yeah. Okay. Now, it's those guys, they're in an elite category. It's, it's 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 they finish. Down one, 12 seconds. You're like, he's going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're already like if you're the
0: team that's up one and he has the ball, you feel like you're already going to lose. Right.
1: I've been on other teams playing against great players where you say the following. We are afraid to shoot the ball too early and we got the ball because we don't want (laughs) to give him time to get get another play. Because if he has two or more seconds, you're like, we're losing. Think about that. That's Mm -hmm. how good you are. You don't even have the ball. And you're, and you're like, already in the, psyche in of the other game. team. You're like, I don't want to when I it, when you're playing against a great player, you never you never give that great player an opportunity to be great. It's a little secret. Don't tell anyone Tate. <laughs> if you are if you are if the score is tied with t- 10 seconds, don't shoot the ball too early. Just either don't get up a shot so you can go to overtime or shoot up a shot with less than 0.5 seconds. Mm. don't ever give a great player an opportunity to be great because that's why he's great (laughs) (laughs) you understand what I'm saying here Tate yeah don't give him the stage don't give him the moment some of them can handle that those guys that you just named they can handle that and that's the difference some of them are in that elite category in that elite category Mm -hmm. okay this is an opportunity for these players, whether it's Kevin Durant or Giannis.
0: Okay. To say, this is the, I, belo- I, I'm, I am in this echelon. This is where I belong. Both of yeah. them
1: are exceptional. They're exceptional. Yeah. Kevin yeah, Durant, yeah. no one's – I don't care what happens. Kevin Durant will go down as one of the, the greatest offensive scores ever. I don't care mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. But tonight, he has an opportunity – to be a closer. This is a little different. This is a little different. Mm -hmm. Giannis has an opportunity to be a closer. Everybody can start the fight, but how many people can finish it? Yeah. (laughs) This, to me, is the perfect stage because there is no more coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta. Mm-hmm. That game five game was
0: phenomenal. And you talk about a seesaw of a series. I mean, this series went from over to over to To over over to over. 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 I mean, every game. Yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. So I'm hyped. I'm fired up for this game. I got my orange juice ready. I got my vitamin C ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. And I'm going to be entrenched in this game for the full 48 minutes and whatever's necessary.
0: I am, too. I am, too. I mean, Giannis is one of those guys. I mean, I think you said it earlier. He is, you know, I I call him International Jordan. I think he could be I think he could be something that is really, really special. And uh, this is the first time we can see him on a stage like this in a game seven on the road against Kevin Durant, who we already know is super special. And Kevin Durant is a two time finals MVP, a two time champ and, you know, a, a guy who can score. Like George Gervin, you know what I mean.
1: So it's it's hard to George compete. George Gervin that. can score, but I don't think we've ever seen a player who can score like Kevin Durant.
0: So they, I mean, and and, and I know you Kevin, know, you know, Kevin wants the 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 accolades and the conversation. I mean, he doesn't like comparisons, but like to say that he's a better scorer than the Iceman. I mean, talk about respect. You know what I mean? That that that's how much he How much no, respect it, he has he has garnered over the years with his, his scoring acumen. The Iceman
1: is the Iceman. That's... that's, that's the, yeah, it's separate. It's separate. Uh, 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 what, by the way, you know, a Detroit native. Okay, shout out to Detroit. You know? Shooters. <laughs> you know, you're not one of. He's the greatest player to come out of the city of Detroit. That's the okay. Ice. Okay, that's like the that. Ice. Okay? I mean, there's Ice, and then there's everyone else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, George. Like, I, I didn't even know what a big guard
0: was mm. Into the ice. I'm thinking of Kevin Durant's nickname. I'm thinking about calling him the Chill Man. You know what I mean, instead of the yeah. Ice Man, because yeah, you know, like I,
1: the, I don't. I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you call. Him, but Kevin he said, Durant. "I'm me. Yeah. I do mean I chill." So yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say the Chill and, but, Man. But what I do know is that that young man, ever since I've been watching him, there's one thing I know he could do. If he can put that ball in that basket. Now <laughs> <laughs> whatever spot he's in, the three, hey, the four, hey, the five, hey, he can hey. put it in. Yeah. Kevin Durant and basketball is like chicken and waffles. They go together. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant puts that ball in that basket. Now <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know what else he can or can't do. That's debatable. But no one can argue with me about this. I mean, it's really a beautiful thing to watch him play. Okay. Mm. And, 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 and I want to say this because you know me. I, 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 like you can see, I got Larry Bird here to the side. Over here, you guys can't see. I got Magic, got a few guys here. I got the top 50 players here. You know, watching Kevin Durant in his career now. Okay. I don't play that game, new school, old school. I don't, I, 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 I play the true school game. Kevin Durant is up there with all times for forwards whoever played Mm -hmm. okay I don't know who's the greatest because I can't say I don't know that I don't know I don't think there's a mechanism that we have discovered yet that can
0: but he's in the conversation when you talk about Larry Bird or Dominique Wilkins Mm -hmm. or you know let let me, let me tell
1: you something now okay I had the beautiful pleasure of playing and seeing these guys Larry Bird Charles Barkley, Dominique, James Worthy, Mm. all of these guys, Alex English. Yeah, I I, I told Kevin
0: Durant one time he reminded me of Big Game James, and he was very flattered by that. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had had the pleasure. I don't know what he – I can't say he's better than Larry Bird. I can't say that. But I do know this. He would have got something accomplished. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? I can't say Kevin Durant is better than James Worth. I can't say that. Or I can't say he's better than Dominique. But I can't say they was better than him. Because Kevin Durant can put that ball, my friend, in that basket. (laughs) (laughs) I want to make that very clear. You know, I didn't see Elgin Baylor. I, I had an opportunity to see some tape and all those things. Spencer Haywood. That man, Kevin Durant. Is in the conversation now with the all-time greats, yeah, all-time. Okay, mm-hmm. he, he's in there. I, I want to make sure that we say that here. I don't know where he belongs, but when you say who can do what,
0: because that, at that point it's all opinion anyway. You yeah, know yeah, you mean? can have your opinion. Yeah. Hey, as but, long as you're in that group, you made it. That's, but, that's but, all. It
1: but I, I, I know every great player. Who's who's seen Kevin Durant? I know he gonna say, "I oh, mean, he can do something." Mm-hmm. He now, now he may not be able to stop the legend. He may not be able to stop Dr. J. He may not be able to stop. <laughs> but I'm gonna say this: I know they can't stop him either.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to George Gervin because he said, "My my, yeah, my defense, defense is my, is my offense. offense."
1: Now <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That that's Kevin Durant. Now is in this conversation because he is a very very unique talent with a very unique skill. His skill is not shooting the ball. His skill is not passing the ball. Kevin Durant can score, and he can mm-hmm. score from anywhere. Mm-hmm. He can, he he can score. I mean, this man. Everybody talks to talk about their professional score. Kevin Durant. We should all figure out, like, okay, wow. Like, you're seeing some, like, when I first saw Kevin McHale, I was like, oh, wow. Like, he could just he could just score. Like, Kevin McHale was, like, on the post. He he just had moves. You was like, you knew somebody wasn't, like, you can't practice that move. He was just faking and footworking. And <laughs> it. it was like, when you saw Akeem Olajuwon, you was like, wow, he could just score. Mm-hmm. He just score. Like, some people just have an ability. They can just, they can just score. Kevin Durant has a very, 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 I mean, you ever watch Tate, how he catches the ball at different angles? It's kind of like he has a, 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 spatial awareness on the floor, a radar to like, okay, I need to catch it at this angle just so I can take one dribble to score.
0: Mm-hmm. He really, he's, he's very, very, very unique. So, I mean those rip through moves. I mean he made that. I mean he was the first person to turn that into a jump shot to get fouls. I mean Kevin yeah. Kevin yeah. has done a lot on the offensive end that has changed the game in different uh, ways. Uh, yeah. and, and it
1: doesn't. It do, And it, and it and look. It doesn't hurt that he's seven foot.
0: That's what was, it's like you got someone like Jordan or Kobe who has spots on the floor, but when he gets to his spots, he's seven foot tall. So he can't be stopped. So he rises up and you can't. That's why when PJ blocked him, you and I were freaking out because I don't think I've ever seen somebody yeah, get up and like, block a shot. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, I, had I don't know of, how
0: that happened. He must have had some Nike shocks. I had a,
1: I had a client and, you know, I, I always talk to the players. And ask Who's the, you know, who's the best player? He's like Kevin Durant. I was like, why? He was like, because. Kevin Durant is the only player I've ever played against. i have never forget when he said this to me. He said, Kevin Durant catches the ball and he's already open. I said, what do you mean? He said, because he could shoot over the top of you from the moment he catches it. All The, the rest of us have to do a move. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to jab. He doesn't have to have good footwork. All he has to do is catch the ball and square go vertical. It. That's yeah. it. He said, that's Kevin Durant. And there's nothing you can do about it he's and i said and i started watching him i was like he's right I mean, imagine tate you and i shooting the ball never having to worry about somebody blocking shot
0: mm-hmm. and talk about the confidence you have knowing that's the case i mean th- that's I mean, why that's, you can get it that's why 30 shots ain't a thing sometimes because you're like i'm i'm not worried about somebody in my airspace
1: well well my friend it's gonna be fun. Else? Oh man, it, it is. Isn't it? it, it, it is. Do we catch? Do we catch all of the series? Do we? Do well, we catch them
0: all? Yeah, we caught them all. And then tomorrow, uh, Sunday, uh, for the listeners at home, we have the Clippers and the Suns. They start that series. Yes. Uh, Chris Paul's not playing in that first game, so that'll be interesting to see uh, how the Clippers look coming off that heroic effort, and then going into the Western Conference Finals for the first time. We'll see the Suns for the first time in a couple of weeks, which is <laughs> wild to think about. They swept so long ago, but uh, yeah, I mean, any, BJ, anything else before we get out of here? When in water, my friend, (laughs) we got to make waves and we'll see you early in the week.